Welcome to Practically a Fabringen, a podcast about life, about getting real, and about Chabad Hasidus. Here's our hosts, Menachem Poznanski and Rabbi Meir Prager. begins to discuss where our neshama lives and why our brains and our hearts have such a hard time getting along. But before we get there, please, if you're new, subscribe to the podcast, give us a five-star review wherever you listen. That helps us get the word out and also pass this on to others. I really appreciate the loyal listeners. We'll see you and we appreciate it. Okay, so we're jumping into Paraktes. We're going to talk about where the nefesh habahamas lives. We're going to talk about where the nefesh lukis lives. And we're going to talk about the difference between Healthy emotion and unhealthy emotion. So, um, enjoy the ride. Okay, so we're up to Paraktes, and we talked about Sitra Achra, we talked about evil and good, we even talked about uh, different areas of struggle and conflict, and then last week we ended off talking about the complications around studying wisdom that comes from like the natural sciences and secular wisdom, and how we have to be cautious about how we engage those things so that they enhance our service of God and don't, God forbid, take away from our positive growth. So where do we go next? Interesting. And, and Periktas is a very unique new approach. It's, it's a progression, but it's an it's interesting way of looking at things. It speaks about the geographical locations of the Nevesh Kis and Nevesh Bahamas. So we speak about things is soul, this soul, that soul, the spiritual soul, the animalistic soul. And a lot of times, sometimes we, we, we lose context of what exactly, where, where am I being motivated from? Is it coming from the good side or the bad side? So in this paragraph, he says a very interesting thing. He mentions again what it says before, we mentioned before, that the nefesh is in the dam, in the blood. That's where the soul resides, is in the, in the blood. And the Nefesh of Bahamas and Nefesh Okis manifest themselves in two different locations. When we say manifest itself, it means we're talking about spiritual entities. So it can't just be physical. It's just but physically where do they manifest itself? For example, we have the ability to see. The ability to see is in our soul and it's processed in our brain. But actually, it's being done by the eyes. The eyes are what sees. If somebody doesn't have that God forbid something happens to somebody's eyes, they don't lose their ability to see. They just can't see. It's the way it's expressed itself. Same thing with walking. A person has the ability to walk, whereas it manifests itself through the feet. So the different parts of the body are tools that bring out ability to its to its fruition and to its whatever it needs to be done. So the over here in this parak, he tells you that it's, there's a very interesting way of that we should be able to see so to speak where is things coming from the the place of the nevesha bahamas he says is in the heart it's basically emotions and therefore in the heart so it's interesting that even though our hearts are a physical muscle that basically just they it pumps air and blood it, it puts the air into the blood and then sends it all over the body that's where the emotions are felt as we practically see, when someone sees something good and they are excited, their heart starts to flutter and they start getting excited there. Increased heartbeat, things getting excited. When someone gets scared, again, he feels in his chest, because my, you know, he feels in his chest. 
it's very odd, even though it's happening in your brain, figuring it out. But where is it being realized? It's being realized in the in the in the in, in the in the heart. And he says that's where the nefesh Bahamas is. Most it's its place, its mode of representation of where it shows itself is in the heart. He goes more technically, more in, in one part of the heart, which is a conversation later. But the point, generally speaking, is the place of expression for the Nefesh Bahamas, animalistic soul, is in the heart. The place where the Nefesh kiss resides, so to speak, where does it express itself mostly? In the brain, in the head, which fits in exactly what to how we feel, how we've been explaining both of them. Because the Nefesh Bahamas is mostly all about I, it's I, 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 it's emotions. And that's why you either enjoy it, you feel good about something, or you feel bad about it, or scared about it. And the Never Show a Kiss is about the MS, the truth. And that could be only processed in the brain. It's like, what is good, what is bad? So Chassidim used to use this as a, as a guide, so to speak. Where, where is this motivation that you feel now? Is it coming from your heart, or if it's coming from your head? If it's something that you feel, then it's coming from a place that's nefesh Bahamas, it's animalistic. It's not going to lead to a good place. If it's something that originated from your brain, and that's the driving force, then that's, then then the the odds are that it's coming from the nefesh. It's coming from the uh, nefesh okis. It's interesting. I always I always speak about this. You know, whenever you see these award shows or any of these things. I think maybe we spoke about it here also. You always speak about the people who follow my heart, follow my heart. <laughs> they don't follow, follow, you know, the, the reason that the way I got here is I follow my heart. In the meantime, the entire penal system, everybody in jail, anybody, in a, anybody who's in a bad state, the one common denominator between all of them, they follow the heart. They're not supposed to follow your heart. You're supposed to follow your brain. Your brain is the one who tells you what the right thing is to do. It doesn't mean that you won't have emotions, as he explains later on. Nefeshukis also have feels good. They also have emotions. But it's emotions based on the perception of the brain. Do you see it to be a good thing, or do you see it to be a bad thing? And then you follow it. Okay, so many things. So this is one of my favorite chapters, partially because, to me, it's like an understandable framework with which to look at the content that we've been talking about, and it's like linear and logical. Uh, which is one of the things that I really like about Chabad Chassidus, right? It just feels like I can get my hands around it a little bit, and then suddenly I find out that it can't at all. It's way bigger than anything, but at least I feel like I have something to lean on, which is really nice. So you're talking about, just to to review briefly, so I understand. So you're talking about, the, the Alta Rebbe goes into like, where is the space in which the Nefesh Kiss and the Nefesh Bahamas exist? And part of what you were explaining or you were proposing is that when the Alta Rebbe says, where does the Nefesh Bahamas or where does the Nefesh kiss exist? What it means is where do those things express themselves? Where are they experienced, right? Just like you use the analogy. So I want to just clarify to make sure I understood properly. You use the analogy that a person doesn't actually see with their eyes, even though we associate it that way because we see through our eyes. Our eyes are a tool for our brain to process visual input so that we can develop a picture of what's going on around us. So we don't actually see with our eyes, right? But no, we actually see with the eyes, but it's processed. No, no, we yeah. see with our brain, and our eyes use our brain uses our eyes as a tool okay. in order yeah. to draw that in, right. right? But we experience that sight 
inner eyes. We associate it as inner eyes, right? Just like we experience our emotions in our hearts, even though our hearts are not, right? We're not, those emotions don't actually occur there. They actually occur in our brains, right? But where we experience them on a body level is, is in our heart, right? So what you were explaining is when, when in Hasidus is telling us that the nefesh kiss is predominantly housed in the mind and the nefesh Bahamas is predominantly housed in the heart, what that means is that's where you encounter those things most specifically because they're spiritual entities. So they're not actually physical, right? It's not like there's like a, it's not like there's a ghost inside of us, so to speak, right? That's, that's like, like uh, come onto our bodies, but we are a complex being that has both a spiritual part and a physical part. And those two things are interconnected and where we experience our nefesh Bahamas is predominantly in our hearts and where we experience our nefesh kiss is predominantly in our minds. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So then you, you brought up this idea that the Nefesh Bahamas is, as we've been describing, the Nefesh Bahamas is a very kind of selfish organism, right? Spiritual organism that, that constantly is thinking of itself. It's preoccupied with itself. It's thinking about its own kind of moment-to-moment existence, whereas the Nefesh kiss is a more objective being that's seeking truth, right? And that kind of makes sense intuitively, right? Because when... I'm preoccupied with myself, particularly when I'm in pain, when I'm suffering, I experience that in my body, right? The, the Nefesh Bahamas is predominantly in the body. And when I'm seeking some type of objective truth, looking for what's, what's truth, what's, what does God want from me? What does the universe want from me? What, what's real? What's the right thing to do? I don't do that in my heart. I do that in my mind, right? And you pointed out very astutely that oftentimes you hear people talking about following your heart and that, and there's an inherent contradiction there because oftentimes people that follow their hearts end up in very dark places because our hearts often can be attracted to things that are not even good for us, right? Like a child can be attracted to, you know, you say to a child, follow your heart. Their heart would follow them into a candy store to eat the entire store, right? Which wouldn't be good for them, right? So what our heart, what's good for our heart is not necessarily, what our heart tells us to do is not necessarily good. And on the other hand, when we are following our minds, Right, which doesn't mean to approach life necessarily with just this kind of cold intellectual space, right? But rather, rather, but to to allow our intellect and our linear logical thinking to be the director of 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 what we do and how we behave, right, is a much more truthful kind of way of living, right? So following our minds. Now that gets complicated. Okay, so first of all, two questions. And then I'll turn it back to you. Okay. So first of all, is it, would it be fair to say that this is, and I'll, I want to ask both questions because they're connected. It, would it be fair to say that this is really the essence of Chabad Hasidus and why Chabad Hasidus is called Chabad Hasidus, or at least one of the very important reasons, because the whole idea behind the system that the Alter Rebbe is trying to present to us is how to become mind-driven people instead of emotion-driven people. Right. In order to gain mastery over our lives, in order to become a Bainani, right, you can't your life can't be directed based on how you feel in any given moment, but rather based on your morals and your ideals and your perspectives and your attitudes. Right. And as long as those are right, right, as long as you're saved from being uh, a shaita, being crazy, right? Meaning getting lost in the insane idea that doing this sin is gonna actually be good for me, right? As long as you're free from that, then you have a chance of maybe living life in a way that's successful. So Chabad Hasidus, in some ways, I'm, I'm wondering what you think about that, uh, in some ways is a system for us to become more mind-driven people as opposed to heart-driven people. Okay, that's a question A. And question B, would that be a fair statement? And then question B would be, okay, 
let's say all those things were true, that my Nefesh Abelkis lives in my mind, and my Nefesh Bahamas lives in my heart, and following my heart is a dangerous thing because my heart wants all sorts of things, and following my mind is a good thing because then I'm making decisions that are just and right and objective, right? They're not just, they're not selfish, right? The mind has the opportunity to think outside of itself, to feel compassion, you know, to experience compassion in the sense of trying to put myself in someone else's shoes. It doesn't come naturally to my body. It requires the mind to step out of my shoes and try to experience my life in other people's shoes, to try to think about whatever, what someone else is feeling. So those are all true things. And yet it would appear that those people that are saying, follow your heart, have something to go on because gut awareness, existential gut feelings of what the right thing to do is often very, very important. And on the other hand, just approaching life from a purely intellectual, cold intellectual place get very dark as well, right? People with all sorts of good ideas have destroyed whole societies with their good ideas that weren't intuitive to the fact that we're human beings, right? So isn't there, and I'm assuming the answer is yes, but just open the door for you to talk about that. Isn't there a balance where you can't just be a cold intellect, right? You have to find that balance. It's not just about shutting off the heart because the heart's a good thing, right? And it can't just be about surrendering to the mind because the mind can be a very, very dark space. It's funny because we were talking about that movie, right? We were talking about Goodwill Hunting, right? And that's like some of what we were kind of alluding to because you have four characters there. And in some ways, the best character in that story, right, is the Ben Affleck character who's uneducated, not smart, and he's not complicated. He just cares about his friend, right? All the other people in the movie are incredibly smart people. One's an uneducated genius, one's a very educated genius, and the other one's a, an educated genius who didn't wasn't happy, so he went off and followed his heart and became a therapist, right? And yet the best character in that movie is the guy, is Ben Affleck, who's just like, do, do, do what's good for you. If I see you here, if you're still here in 10 years, I'll kill you because you've burnt your opportunity in life. He's momish, like he's like the best character, right? So where does, where does that come into this? So first of all, about Chabad, you're absolutely correct. That is a very fundamental uh, difference between when the Balatan Dalter ever started Chabad Chassidus and the other factions of Chassidus, which each one of them is beautiful and holy. But the uniqueness, what he did was was believing, and not only believing, knowing that it needs to start. The Nefeshul Kiss, as he said in the chapter, when we were in, in third chapter, that the path, Chochmah, is the, is the avenue to the Neshama, the highest thing. So yes, the way a Jewish life functions, it needs to go from the head, as you know, your guiding sage, your intellect, where to go. By no means does it mean, like you say, no emotion. You're right. That could be, uh, it could be bad. You know, you follow. You see people who follow their hearts. They did well. They got. But listen to the way you said it. Was your answer was in your it was in your question. You said they uh, they knew deep down. It's different than emotions. In Tanya over here, he says a beautiful thing. He says it's in the blood. And then he says how the blood's in the heart, and then it flows to the brain. The blood doesn't stay anywhere. The blood's all over the place, and it's and the emotions and everything about the blood and anything happening to the blood goes to the brain, processes it, goes down. It's, it's the entire totality of the person's being. As he says over here also, he says when it goes to the heart and then it gets all passionate and then it goes to the brain. And what does it do in the brain? 
it's like somebody who had alcohol. Once you drink, all of a sudden the blood, the blood goes into the alcohol, and then the alcohol goes into the blood, and then all of a sudden your brain's not your brain anymore. Now all of a sudden, this person you couldn't stand is your best friend now. <laughs> or, the, or the opposite, you become this other person who people don't want to be around usually, and uh, because you're not you. So the, the blood, the, the, it's not it doesn't just stay. When he says that it's in the head and the brain, he means it primarily reacts to those places. But the, the, all the signals from the brain travel through the body and get affected in, in, the, in how to do that. And all the emotions in the heart go up to the brain. So what ends up happening is someone who's passionate about something, it goes to his head and then he just, his brain just figures out all the different ways that he should be able to do it and accomplish it. Even though it's coming from the brain now, it's not brainy information. It's emotional information that's being processed by the brain because it's like the Taliban. It just took over cop. It just took over the brain. It's, not, it's, a, it's, another, it's another country now. It's not an independent country anymore. Now it's a terrorist country. And the same thing with the brain also. Sometimes when it comes down, now it's it, from the brain, it doesn't mean, the brain doesn't want it to stay brainy. It's like he's talking to the heart. It's like, you know this is good for you. So if it doesn't have the heart, it doesn't want to, it, it's not doing that also. It's not complete. We say Shema Yisrael, we should know God's one right away. Vahafta. This is not, this is not a knowledge that has to be, you just need to know the truth. No, you need to feel the truth. But to, the brain gives it the framework of why you're going to really enjoy it. It's going to be good for you. The brain needs to, in the end of the day, it talks to the emotions. It's part of the same entity. It, it's not there to say, listen, your emotions, you're no good. No, you're amazing. You're, you're actually the passion that I need. I'm very down usually <laughs> because I'm busy thinking things. You're alive. I, we need to be partners. But you have to understand that what you're, past, what you're going after is going to break us up. And you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, your heart's going to die. The brain's going to die. You're both going to die. But the brain's saying, listen to me. And then hopefully you're going to come aboard. And you're going to see that this path that I'm showing you is the right path. And once you're going to see that it's good for you, you're going to want it too. So it needs the emotions. There's no question. You can't have... It's, you can't have an intellect without. So the same thing over here. The person who, who follow their heart, if it's because they saw it clearly, it's, they're using their head as the main guidance. And the proof of the matter is that when, you, when things go wrong, how do you react to that situation? Somebody who's like a kid, he's in, he wants this. You, you, you can't, you, you, you tell, anything you tell him, I can't, you can't divorce that emotion. And that emotion becomes like his addiction, and that destroys him. Versus somebody who says, oh, I like it, so it doesn't have to be this way, we can do it this way. Because he's seeing the goal. It's coming from the brain. The emotions is just a way of expressing. So in the person who has a gut, what's beautiful about that is, over there, the brain and the heart are working in unison many times, where you mm. really see what you need to do, and thank God, for whatever the reason is, your heart doesn't object to it. It agrees with it. And you can go with it. That's a beautiful marriage. So, but why is it that the gut sometimes, like I've been in those circumstances where my gut, my brain was telling me one thing and the gut is really, was really right. No, it could be, you know, in the brain, the brain's a, we, 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 sometimes when you talk about linear, 
you realize that there's a lot of line, there's a lot of lanes in this. Right, okay. So there are sometimes there are some people who, when you see it, this is the way I should go, but you could still have a voice that's saying because your 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 brain's logical. Maybe you're wrong. Right. So sometimes you're just so convinced you don't even listen to any other part. It's all going on. Right. You know, your head's like a radio. All the stations are on. They're playing rap. They're playing your country. Right. They're playing Indian music. They're playing everything. But the question is, where are you tuned into? Right. So it's like Grand Central Station. Right. So sometimes your your dial, you know, in the old days, they used to have a dial. And you when you were between stations, you heard a little bit of that station and right. a little bit of that station. Right, right, right. Until you actually f settled on the station where it's getting good, uh, uh, what's it called? The reception. Reception. So sometimes you have got, you know, this is the right, that's the music I am, but it's still playing, you're still playing music from a different station that's saying maybe you shouldn't do it. Right. So none of it, that doesn't mean that everything in the brain is correct. There's going to be always a, a, a part of the brain is to process information, which means that it's processing wrong information also. Right. But it comes to a conclusion at the end, or hopefully it comes to a conclusion. Right. And that's like asking your a sage, you know, asking somebody else. It's leaving yourself. Like, what is the right thing to do? Right. I mean, what's interesting is when you speak to, when you go and ask somebody for <coughs> advice, uh, especially someone who's like very smart, very, not just smart, um, very wise, right? Specifically wise. And you ask them a question and they answer the question and you have the, like, oh, wait, I kind of knew that, right? right. It, there's, a, there's a party that knows that what they're saying is true. Also, what you said about the, the movie, well, again, what you said was the answer and everything. The, the character of Ben Affleck, he was like, it's, this is not good for you. You know, it was Ben and him were good friends. Right. So for Ben, it would be the best thing that the guy stays around. Right. But he didn't see it as an Nefesh Bahamas. He's like, it's not good for you. Right. And so he's, you, you think he's an emotional, not intellectual guy, but... That is the intellect. Intellect is when you see things the way it is, the correct way. Right. And he saw that for his friend, he better be away from here. Right. So the other people who are smart, they weren't. They were emotional. Right. It's like the Altrebbe says, oh, yeah, it's in the dam, it's in the heart, and then it goes into the brain and it makes your brain sugar. Right. So, you know, so your brain's thinking. So you think, oh, he's so smart. But no, at the end of the day, it's some emotional thing that he couldn't divorce. It's wrong for him. Right. He, you know, he's, he's, he's just he's dealing with his own demons. Right. This guy who's simpler. Right. Saw the truth. Saw the truth, right. Saw the truth. And the truth Isn't is that, that this guy's got to go. Yeah. You know, it says about David Amelach. David Amelach was, uh, I think, I don't know if we, we spoke about this, and it was Achitofel. Achitofel was much more logical than... than right, you uh, did talk about this last, like, uh, last time or the time before. Because yeah. David cared. Mm. He, he, he was, he was, he, and we're not talking about emotional just caring. I mean, his entire, the way he saw things, what's best right. for something else? What does God want? Now, obviously, he was smart. Right. But this one, who was all philosophical, he makes, he's... Creating interference, all this noise, these possibilities. Right. But if you care about something else, you actually see clearer. Right. Your life is clearer. And look at the, emo and you see from Tillam, he's quite an emotional person. Right. <laughs> he's happy when he's happy, sad when he's sad. He has no emotional issues. Why? Because he sees exactly when you're supposed to be happy, when you're supposed to be sad. And it's, you know, it's always about w caring about somebody else. This is the distraction kind of story, but it's interesting. 
Someone just told it to me, and I'm very moved by it. When the Rebbe's Rebetzin, when she was in a hospital, she was in a hospital for, for a little while, so the person who took care of her hospital in the hospital, so whenever, there was, the Rebbe had a special allotted time of when he, uh, he visited her. Before she came, before that allotted time, he, she, the Rebbe didn't tell this lady, like, make me up. Put on, like, and when the Rebbe came in, she was smiling and she was, she was in bad shape. But when the Rebbe was there, she, why? What? She would say, why should I worry? Like, why should he worry? <laughs> why am I dragging him down? I feel bad. Mm. It's going to affect him. It's going to affect his work. And, and there's another story exactly like that from another person in the house. She once heard us thought she couldn't move, but there was going to be a fabric. And she made the whole scenario where everybody wouldn't know. Now, normal, regular people, they feel like, I need to share my pain. Why are you sharing your pain? Right. Or like, I need to be prideful. And that's like probably the healthy side of that. I need to be prideful and hide it or suppress it. But you're saying this is different. Yeah. You're saying this is like, I don't have to impose my oh. pain on somebody else. Right. What am I doing? What's the pro- How does it help the other person? Right. I'm only doing things that are making people better. That's the mokum nishkin of the nefesh kiss. Yeah. You want to know what nefesh kiss? It's not exactly, like you said, the emotions are, the nefesh kiss also has emotions. And the nefesh Bahamas and animal thing is also smart. He has brains also. He has access to the brain too. Yeah. It's just, we're, where are you starting from? Yeah. If you're starting from the heart, emotions are how I feel. Brain, it's not how I feel, it's what is it? Mm. So you're always worried about the truth. You're always worried about somebody else. You're always not worried. I mean, you're always thinking. That's your, that's your barometer to know if it's on this side, if it's on the good side, if it's on a side that's going to produce happiness and growth. And you'll end up having all the emotions too also. Right. And the people around you are also happy. They'll all be happy at the end. And the other way starts off happy or sad. And sense it ends up a lot sad and sadder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's awesome. Aaron, it's fantastic. Thank you so much.